We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Chiefs Kingdom, baby. 1 0 to start the season. Feeling good. Welcome to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co host, Mike DeVito, here as always with nine year NFL veteran and Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champion Jeff Allen. We're bringing you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Always great to talk about this after a win, even more so after the first game of the season, starting with a win and starting with a win that was a statement. I mean, we came yes, out sir. and did like we had been doing all preseason, came out, put it out there on, in a real game, and boy, did they get after it. It was fun to watch. Big Jeff, we're going to talk about what it's what you know what we're coming up with this short week. I mean, that's really going to be the focus of this, this episode. We're going to talk about Bosa and Mac and how you prepare for those guys. We're going to talk about rookies stepping up, talk about Mahomes, all the good stuff. Before we get into that, Cookie Society, everyone, I let you down. And th- this is a note for you. Everybody ordering the cookies, I made this mistake. I put it in my P.O. box. They don't ship to PO boxes. Can't Make sure you put PO in boxes. Put your home address in there. I put in the PO box. Got a text message a couple days later saying, "Hey, you got to reorder it." So we're gonna push off our cookie eating episode till next episode. So forgive me, but Big Jeff, anything new going on Cookie Society other, other than the awesome stuff? Nothing new. We're still in the month of September. Like I said last week, that peach cobbler cookie that that is an all timer right now. Ooh, that is that in the twelve pack? Is it? Yeah, in the that's, a, that's in the September twelve pack and uh, the six pack as well, and and that's that's honestly my favorite cookie right now. It may have taken first place for me, so. Oh, that'll be that, the first one we try. Got to get the peach cobbler this month. Nice, brother. Make sure check them out. Cookieside.com. Thank you always, Jeff, to our sponsors. We love you guys. All right, Big Jeff, we got after it, man. We we were talking yeah. about it. We, we watched Kansas City in the preseason. The starters look sharp. Backups look sharp. Everything was rolling. Always a little bit hesitant. It's the preseason. What's it going to be like when, when the bullets are really flying and things are live? And boom, they came out there and put the smack down on them, man. It was just uh, incredible showing and gives a lot of sort of 
hope you know hope isn't the word for this team but i mean it just it just sort of uh, a little taste of i think what's to come this year which is going to be you know it's going to be hard for other teams to play with with kansas city i mean this team um, just is complete across the board i'm really excited i think we've all been waiting all off season we've heard the narratives um talk about tyreek all off season oh what the chief offense is going to look like even with the little glimpses that we had in the, the preseason games there still was questions um, for them to come out and play, play the way that they did, it's unbelievable. And honestly, I think it's really early. And I know this, I wouldn't say it's a hot take, but it's, it's premature. But this might be the best Chiefs offense, just from a balance standpoint. They can Isn't run the ball. Scary? They can throw the ball to anybody on the field. And Patrick alluded to it heading into the game. He said, fantasy owners, like, you don't know where it's coming from. It's going right. to be a different guy every single week. And he really means that. Um there isn't a singular focus or, you know, when I was there, it was the game plan was, you know, predicated around Tyreek and Travis. And those right. two guys were getting majority of the targets. And that's how they implemented it throughout the week. I feel like this week, the coaches and, and Patrick and all the players are on the same page saying like, hey, we're going to draw this thing up. And week to week, it's, it's going to be a different guy that we right. highlight. Um, and we're going to spread it around. And it's that's tough to stop. From a defensive perspective, it's hell on wheels because you go in there, you know, when you're preparing for an offense, you get the, you know, you get the the, the readout for that week, your scouting report for the week, and there's usually a clear one and two that you have to take yeah. care of, and then everybody else is just sort of average. But if you take care of one and two, you're good to go. Um, you know, when you couple Andy Reid's ability to maximize his players' talents, what they do well, whatever it may be, whatever a given player's sort of attribute, unfair advantage is, his ability to sort of spotlight that player and build and create these plays, construct these plays that highlight that player's talents with someone like Pat Mahomes, who is just so dynamic and so yeah. able to, to scan the whole field. Uh, I sent out a tweet, but, but honestly, this came from you, Jeff, last week, and I think it was so true this team, the way when you put Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid together, you're better with five or six good to really good skill players than you are with two Hall of Famers and not much else. Yeah. Because for the reasons that you're talking about, you as a defense, you just don't know where things are coming from. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I need to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas just in time for football season. That means betting legally on same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. Must be 21 years or older. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. Now, let's get back to the show. You talked about Coach Reed's ability to call plays and, and get guys open to his scheme. I think Coach Reed's greatest gift is, you know, his ability to um, adjust 
and adapt with the times. And that doesn't happen by accident. It happens with the guys that are around him. He's done a really good job of, one, keeping up with the times, but listening to those around him as coaches on, on the staff, Coach EB, and one of the unsung heroes that might not get talked about during the offseason is Matt Nagy. I know he had a tough time up in Chicago. I'm from mm-hmm. Chicago, so I, I read all the clippings. You know, my friends are giving him hell. And some of it was, you know, warranted, you know, because of his his play, play calling ability. Um, but he's a great creator. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that creativity gets in the way when you don't have the right people around you. I think his creativity paired with Coach EB and Andy Reid and all those guys collaborating you know, you get a really good product and you're going to see, you're going to see some of those, you know, concepts, some of those things we didn't see in the years past mm-hmm. that Nagy's going to bring and add a different layer to this offense. So I'm, I'm really excited for that too. That's a, that's a great point. I never even thought about that, but that, that's a really good point. And I guess from a head coach's position, you know, from that head coach's position, uh, you talk about Nagy's creativity. It's got to be hard to be creative when you're trying to be the head coach, yeah, you know, I mean, you got a whole bunch of stuff you got to worry about, especially you're coming into a place like a Chicago where you got to rebuild and everything going on up there. Um, so yeah, no. So now you get him back in the building, get him focused, get him doing what he's good at doing. And that's right. That, that adds more wrinkles to an already dangerous offensive scheme. So great point, Jeff. Um, I wanted to talk about this. This was, uh, kind of frustrating to me. KCSN, our whole network, they're going to be covering the games, all the, uh, breakdowns. Go check out the other shows. There's so much good stuff on this network. But I don't want to get too much into the X's and O's, Jeff. But one thing that pissed me off was, you know, we had two guys get hurt because yes. of turf issues. Now, listen, this is a billion dollar business, right? This is a billion dollar business. That there shouldn't be turf issues, right? Like I get you can't. There's sometimes you can't do weather stuff like that. Figure it out. But you can't have two of your guys get hurt. You can't have, regardless of who the team is, you can't have guys getting hurt because the turf is just shit. You know, I mean, this, this is so frustrating and we lose, you know, lucky we have Reed who can go in there and kick the way he can. A lot of teams don't have that. Uh, But you have McDuffie go down, you have Bucker go down. Uh, It's just because of the turf. And Andy Reed talked about this in his press conference. I don't know. I just, I just feel like that, that's just, that just can't happen in a billion dollar business like NFL. Am I, am I, you know, am I right or am I being too sensitive? Maybe I don't know. No, you're not being sensitive. These are one of the things. This is one of the things that, you know, player reps and, and, the, and the PA, they, they have meetings every year about this. And there's there's stadiums around the league that that are poor. Mm. I'm talking about you talk about this being a billion dollar industry. And some of these stadiums, the field quality is worse than a high school that that's unkept. Mm. I mean, you have Washington up there. Their field is horrible. Mm. You got Chicago. Um, before the Raiders left Oakland, that was one of the worst fields in the NFL. And to put these guys out there, there's already enough things that that we are at risk. I mean, it's a dangerous game. We got to worry about right. a lot of things, but can control. We can control. We can control and get those fields up to par and give us a chance to stay healthy. And that's very important. And, and, and the league's not doing a good job of collectively coming together and making sure that there's a standard. Yeah, no, it's incredible. And I, I remember, you know, the best fields I've ever been a part of where I played uh, in an, at the University of Maine, which is what, an FCS school, Division yeah. One AA. Uh, well, we would always go once a year and play an FBS school, so play Mississippi State or Boston College or something like that. Jeff, the, the I mean, you know, you played Division One. I. I mean, the fields were – I was just like, 
wow, how Beautiful. in the world do they keep this like this? Uh, but I say that to say it's obviously doable, but geez, mm -hmm. come on, NFL, you got to do it. Talk Like you said, you harp on player safety all the time. That's an easy fix. Get the fields right. I mean, whatever it takes, get them right. Um, so, yeah, what was – you know, what are your thoughts going into this game, specifically with those two guys hurt, right? So you got McDuffie hurt, so you got a key cornerback position down, and obviously Bucker, um, having him down, that's – or you know, yeah. I, he's not down. I don't think he's down. I think he's going to kick, but obviously he's got a swollen ankle. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, you worried at all about either of those two positions going into this game? Um, I'm not worried about it, I think especially with Keenan, Keenan Allen being out. Uh, yeah. That's clearly that's <laughs> yeah. that's clearly their number one over there. Mike Williams is still there. Um, but we have capable guys. I, I like the rookie Watson. He um, did a good job last week. And I yeah. think this only helps us in the future. I mean, these guys are getting, you know, reps under their belt. It, su it sucks for McDuffie because he's a young guy too. But he he plays spectacular, man. You, right. you didn't hear his name at all. He's been he's been really quiet about him, even during preseason. He just was do He's just doing so well. Right. That you forget that he's a rookie. So I, I, I hope that he gets healthy, and I'm excited to see what he does later. But I'm not too worried about it on the defensive side of the ball. As far as kicking, um, obviously, offensively, we might do some different things. We might go for it down on low red um, and not put Bucker at risk. Um, maybe they bring a kicker in and give him, a, give him a week off. Who knows? But I'm not concerned about it. Yeah. No, it's really amazing having Reed. I mean, that that's incredible what he was yeah. able to do. Uh, that was really incredible. Yeah, I know from a defensive line perspective, anytime we had a cornerback hurt, they were always big. You know, one thing, the message was clear. Like, listen, you got to get pressure. If yeah. you want to help those young guys at the back end, you got to get pressure. And it'd be best if we can get pressure with just four. Because now we got a young guy back there. We want to make sure he's all right. We're going to drop more guys into coverage. You guys up front, you got to get home, got to get pressure. That'll really ease things up on the back end, especially at the beginning of the game, to get him settled in. And they're, they're going to do it. I mean, Karlofkis, um, Dana, yeah. uh, Chris Jones, those guys combined for 18 pressures week one. Those yeah. three guys, six apiece. I mean, they were hunting. So I'm excited to see what they do. And I don't think San Diego has a great song, San Diego. No, they're San Diego. Stay yeah, yes. They're San Diego. The, the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers have a great O-line. They do have a hell of a quarterback. But I think there's opportunity there. And guys will break that down on other shows. But I think we got a pretty good chance to get out to Herbert. You don't want a bad O-line with 95 lined up in there. <laughs> At all. You don't want that. All right, so the, going into this week, you bring up the Chargers. The one thing I really wanted to talk to you about, um, when you look at – LA and what they have um, for weapons, sort of, you know, you talk about Herbert, but those two outside rushers, right? Mm. And Cleo Mack and Bosa. Um, I was really curious from your perspective. I don't, uh, Mack had what, three sacks last week or something? Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, he, three, was, he had three sacks. Killer. Absolutely killer. So obviously he's, he's rip roaring. I mean, he hasn't aged. So um, from an offensive line perspective, you've got this short week. You got to prepare for two what what Rex Ryan used to call bitch kitties. You got two bitch kitties <laughs> on the edge. How do you do it, Jeff? What what is the room like? Because we're obviously on a short week. You're, we're not going out there in pads. We got one really one long day that consists of one practice on Tuesday, and that's it for the week. So as an offensive line, you know what is this like? How do you prepare for these two guys? Man, it's going to be tough. Um, those guys are all world. Um, two of the best to to ever do it, um, but I would be way more concerned if we didn't have Andy Reid or or a yeah. great coaching staff. These guys are going to figure out a way to to get the ball out quick. They're not going to put yeah. Pat in danger. 
It's going to be a lot of screens, a lot of quick game. Mm-hmm. They're going to run the ball, especially being a short week. This is going to be a physical knock them out drag it type game. Right. Um, I know we don't run the ball a lot, but I feel like this game might be the one where we run it more than we do the whole the whole entire season. I, it, it reminds me of that time we played Buffalo a few years back. Yeah, I think we ran the ball. It was because of weather, but this time it's going to be because of a short week. I think we're going to run the ball more than we throw it. Right. And teams, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, but I feel like because of the trend of the NFL becoming more and more and more pass-oriented, teams aren't really built <laughs> to stop the run. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, we had that rough stretch with Kansas City last year at the beginning of the year, and the one thing that uh, was, you know, really difficult to get stopped was stopping the run. Even with those good players in there, you could just see they were so used to getting off the football and rushing the passer that when it came time to hunker down and stop the run, it just wasn't something that they had spent much time focusing on. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good point, man. You come out there, run the football, slow, run the football screens, trap plays, things that are going to slow that front up. Um, get that out there right away. Uh, that can that can really help. Plus, you got you know, I mean, you got all those Pro Bowlers on the offensive line anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. And I'm I'm hoping Trey Smith. I saw him practice limited today. I'm hoping he gets healthy and he's able to play. Um, if not, don't rush him. You know, don't yeah, don't, 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 rush. <laughs> don't yeah. rush him. But um, definitely would love to see him back. What does he have again? Uh, I think it's ankle. So I was gonna um, say. So I thought it was an ankle. What is that like at that guard position with ankle? So I feel like. If there's anywhere you can sort of suck it up and get away with it, it's, it's inside. In there. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's definitely inside a guard because when I first started playing guard, this is a quick story. I played tackle my entire career in college. Yeah. I get to the NFL and I'm playing guard, and it's a much more condensed, slow down game. Mm. I was going in there being an athlete, and I can remember the coach told me, don't be an athlete. <laughs> do not be an Whatever you do, don't be an athlete. Mm. Um, be quick, but not in a hurry. Keep your feet in the ground, small, short steps, and everything happens right now. That's a big difference right. than playing out on the edge at tackle where you have to – you got to be a little athletic. Um, so I'd be worried if it was an ankle out there, a left tackle or a right tackle, but inside you, you can compensate and get away with it. Right. You got guys helping you. You can spread yeah. out a little bit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, no, but still, I'm with you. Don't rush them. We need that big boy for the whole the whole year, man. Yes. He's killing people up front. Um. Okay, before we get out of here, quick week. We're going to have a quick episode. Before we get out of here, two things I wanted to finish on. Um, the first thing was this, and you, you had brought this up before, and I think it's a, a good thing to harp on. Mahomes, for some reason, and maybe you know, maybe this is the same thing it was when Tom Brady was with New England. I remember you just hated them because they were so good. And yeah. so you gave them hell all the time. Uh, but Mahomes, year after year, seems like he gets a ton of criticism. Uh, yeah. And it seems like there's a, uh, I don't know, it's almost like the media, the analysts almost have it out for him. I mean, talk to me about sort of the disrespect that he gets and how he continues to persevere through that. Well, it's tough because, I mean, he hit the scene so fast and, and came out of nowhere for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Even myself, I didn't know too much about Patrick, you know, coming out of college and he just burst onto the scene with 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. <laughs> and they, they crowned him immediately. He's the best in the league. Never seen anything like him. Right. Um, even when there was guys like Aaron Rodgers that kind of did similar things before, and that kind of rubbed some guys the wrong way. And right. he continued that trajectory. I mean, he's been a four. He's never. He's been a four straight FC championship games. Already has a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. He's done it year in and year out, and he's actually the best guy now. But they're they're looking at it from like this guy's been crowned and he didn't really earn it. And I'm like, this makes absolutely no sense. They're crowning Josh Allen who hasn't done jack squat yet. Um, he's a hell of a player, 
has the potential to do great things, but they're looking for every reason not to crown them anymore. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I've come up with my, you know, assumptions and my thoughts behind it. Um, but it's very confusing. Mm, yeah, no doubt. And, you know, we'll talk about him persevering through that uh, because it doesn't seem to phase him. Uh, and I think one thing is the reality of it is he's just good. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't think, that, you know, it's hard to be phased when you're good. Uh, but I was listening to Andy Reid in his press conference, and he was talking about how Mahomes just loves football. Like, this is a guy that loves the game of football. And he was talking about the other quarterbacks that he had been blessed to play with, the Brett Favs and Alex Smith and everybody in between there. Um, and he said the one thing that was consistent with all of them was they love the game. And so he talked about how Pat, because he loves the game, he really prioritizes that, right? It's really yeah. family and football. That's his priority. And so, you know, you see Mahomes, he's on all these different commercials, whether it's State Farm. I mean, he did a million different commercials, a billion different things that he's doing. I'm sure he gets all kinds of requests to be everywhere. And yet, you know, Andy Reid says, regardless of all that, football is always going to have to, always going to come first for him. He said, I'm never going to have to worry about uh, Mahomes, uh, you know, putting this other stuff first. It's always going to be football first. And, you know, when you love the game that much, uh, and that's how you approach it. That's what life is like for you. Is it that it's priority number one? The the noise is the noise, you know. But but yeah, it's the game. It's for the love of the game that you do what you do. And I think that's one of the things that keeps him going is just that yeah. that intentionality, that discipline, and that love for football. And I think the cool thing about Pat and, and being able to be around him is he doesn't care. He no. doesn't care if you think he's the best. He doesn't care if you crown him. He actually wants it the opposite way because he he's ultra competitive. Right. He'll say right. he's fighting to be number one. Even if he's number one, he's fighting to be number one every day, even if he's at the top. And he's going to find a way to feel like he's slighted. Right. It's almost like you, you saw the, the last dance with Michael Jordan. It's the same type of mentality yeah. of always trying to find that chip. Um, right. Find guys that doubt you. Use it as fuel. And that's Patrick. He, he doesn't want to lose. He always wants to win. And he needs that doubt because it's fuel for him. Mm, that's dangerous. Hey, sorry to interrupt this podcast, but I've got to tell you about our friends at Liquid Death. You may start noticing that there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local store. Well, fear not, it's not actually beer. It really is mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. Uh, no, Liquid Death. Why is it called Liquid Death, you're asking me? Uh, well, it's because it'll brutally murder your thirst. That's what it says here on my sheet. And their infinitely recyclable Tallboy cans are helping bring death to plastic bottles. Something that you just absolutely love to see. They also donate 10% of their profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Love to see that as well. So this is what you got to do. You got to go to Liquid Death and find it at your local Woodman's 7-Eleven Roundies or Hy-Vee. I go to the Hy-Vee gas by my house here. I see it everywhere. Good stuff. It's in sparkling water. It's in just regular water. You can find it anywhere. At, at Hy-Vee specifically is, is where I get it. Or you can go to Liquid Death and find a retailer uh, using their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. That's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. This podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Trade Coffee. Listen, if you've been listening to any KCSM podcast for a while, you know that we've really enjoyed using Trade Coffee. We've been getting coffee from them for quite some time. 
And, and here, they've got something cool this week. They've got a host collection. So if you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN, you're going to ha- get a little peek of what we've gotten from Trade Coffee. They're going to give you the beans that they've given us. And so you can try that out there. So make sure to go to Trade drinktrade.com slash KCSN. You can see our own page. But the matter of fact is, the good thing about trade is no two coffees are alike, right? What I like, what you like, very different. Um, I know for a fact I've started to get into more more of the coffee. Nick Lecky, part of a network, big coffee head. He's been getting me into coffee recently. So I've been starting to drink it black, appreciate more of the flavors. And then I know for a fact that some people like it with cream. Some people like it cold brewed. Some people like the, the French press. I enjoy a nice French press coffee every now and again. But when I drink coffee, I want to drink the good stuff. And that's what Trade gives you. The Trade Coffee sends you... Freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. That's small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from all around the world. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know it when coffee tastes really perfect, Trade's real coffee experts personally taste over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend for you. This is all you got to do is you just got to go on, answer a couple questions. You'll get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. No gimmicks. Trade offers a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans, grounds, or, or however you want to brew it all at home. And they guarantee you'll love your first order or they'll replace it for free. That's right. You'll love it or they'll replace it for free. Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. All right, here's what you got to do right now. Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off their first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's more than 40 cups of trade coffee for free. When you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN, you'll see our host selection there. Go check that out. See if you want to, if you want to join and drink the coffee that we're drinking, come on by. And you can also get started by taking their quiz using that same link, drinktrade.com slash KCSN and let trade find a coffee that you, that they'll know that you will love. That's drinktrade.com dot com slash KCSN for thirty dollars off. Now let's get back to the show. All right, Big Jeff. Before we head out of here, I want to finish with this. You got Pro Football Focus, right? This is considered by many, uh, if not most, to be uh, one of the most accurate grading platforms when it comes to evaluating players in the NFL. You know, and, and these guys really put out a ton of information, the analytics that they have, all the stuff that they do. And there's a number of, of different companies that have popped up yeah. that have mimicked this approach. And it's really interesting because now you're getting, not only are you getting, you know, you can get the, what is it, the all 22 tape. I mean, you can get the tape that the players watch, but now you're getting grades of players in the similar way that a coach would grade a player. Yeah. Uh, so the fans have a ton of access. What do you think of pro football focus and, uh, and not just them specifically, but all of these platforms? All these yeah. I guess I guess before I, I I rip them or or say anything bad about them, I'll talk about what's good about it. I think it, it's it's really cool because it's getting a lot of cool data. It's getting those mm. statistics that we weren't even thinking about from a football standpoint. Yeah. And and teams are actually using this, and when they evaluate guys in free agency, and even when they're scouting the opponent or even in house, they're use, they're using some of this data. I think where it kind of falls short and the inconsistency is is the grading skill and, and what is a plus and what is a minus and how do they come to that conclusion? Because you don't know it, the ins and outs of everyone's offense or defense. You don't know the responsibility of it. You do have the basis of football and the fundamentals of it and kind of the schematics of it, but you don't know exactly for a fact, 
you know, why that guy did what he did. You can right. obviously see the blatant mistakes where guys get beat physically. Right. Right. Uh, there's some some nuances within the game mentally that you it's unfair to judge a guy or, or give him a grade on some plays without all of the evidence or, or knowledge behind that play. So I think they fall they fall short on that. And it's really confusing. I mean, we a lot of Chiefs fans were in uproar because this week they gave Patrick the eighth best grade for a quarterback. Um, really? Yeah, he was like rated number eight after week one, throwing five touchdowns, 360 yards. I think he was like right above um, – who was it? It was a quarterback that lost. Davis Mills, they tied from the Texans. And and um, Josh Allen, who had less total yards, um, two turnovers, um, was graded a 91 elite as the number one quarterback. And I'm like, okay, our eyes told us and what we saw that Patrick was the best quarterback yeah. in the league week one. Why in the hell is he rated number eight? And I don't know, but I'm sure they can explain a little bit more on, on what their system is and, and why they graded a certain way and, and what's a turnover worthy play versus a turnover. I don't know, but it, it doesn't add up. The math yeah. isn't mathing. So I know. I want, do they factor in? I wonder if they factor in who they're playing, the level. Uh, of yeah. They factor in competition. Do they factor in the difficulty of the throw, um, the distance? Like I'm sure there's a ton of things and there's a, a reason behind it. Right. And they have their, their formula, but it doesn't make fucking sense. You know, I think you would rather have Mahomes than uh, anybody else last yeah, week. But definitely, yeah. You know the one the one thing that I've noticed with you know not just not pro football focus, but just um, sort of evaluating teams. I think the most difficult position to do is the secondary. There yes. is so much crazy stuff going on back there, it's, and people switching out and swapping and coverage changes and calls being made. And I, I've always been like, I don't know how you could possibly grade a secondary. Obviously, you have the sort of basic whatever coverage is, and they stay in that coverage and whatever. But, man, there's usually so much going on throughout, you know, all the different teams. I mean, coverages are – because you you want to disguise coverages. You want to change up. You're constantly trying to mess up quarterbacks. That's where you're doing it in the back end. So uh, I was always, I've always been hesitant and skeptical of hard grades when it came to the secondary because it's like, man, if I, I've been in – you know, locker rooms and, and in defensive uh, meetings where they're laying out the, the the cornerback plays and all everything they're responsible for back then. I'm like, damn, you know, I'm in the room and I don't know what the hell they're doing. So <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tough, man. And, and just like you alluded to it, it's impossible to fairly grade a guy, especially the position like that or O line where it's a group effort. Right. You guys have to really come together, especially in the back end or up front in order right. to get the job done and or it could be something as simple as you know the tight end wasn't on the same page as the, or the running right. back wasn't on the same page or the quarterback actually id'd it over here and you on film look at it and say that was the old line's fault you have no clue so it's just for as much good as they do they do equally amount yeah That's remember bad. it reminded me you remember last year talking about orlando brown jr um um his set compared yeah. to you know, how many steps Mahomes, Mahomes would drop back. And so it's like, yeah. well, who's actually wrong there? Should Mahomes – because we saw the sack, and you want to blame Brown, but who who was – like, did Mahomes take too many steps? Yeah. You I know mean, what you, I mean? Or I mean, mean how can every, you grade that? Everything is with, 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 with context. I mean, we – I don't know if you watched the game last night with um, the Seahawks mm-hmm. and the Broncos, but Bradley Chubb got a sack on Geno Smith, and the tackle actually did an excellent job. 
And and Troy Aikman, thankfully, usually I don't agree with him, but he called it out. Yeah, Gino should have stepped up. But yeah. the general public, if he didn't say that, would have blamed that on the offensive line. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So be weary of that. But regardless, here we go. We got the Chargers coming up. What are we, two days away now, baby? We got two, football. Two days right away. Around. Let's go. Football right around the corner, Big Jeff. Chiefs Kingdom, thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week to recap another win, eat some cookies, and talk some more Chiefs football. Jeff, love you, brother. Thanks again for everything. And Chiefs Kingdom, we'll see you next week. Go Chiefs. Meet the San Diego LA Chargers. There you go, brother. <laughs>